I'm waiting to see who's going to talk first. I'm waiting for it to go live. It is live. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the oh, there porch. We go. <laughs> My name is Michelle Moross and this is Brian Swanson. This is business casual conversation with pearls of wisdom from the porch. From the porch. Now, if you notice, we're kind of floating around on the screen here uh -huh. because it's a very blustery day in the neighborhood today. Blustery. What does blustery mean, by the way? It means beyond wind. It is like if you go outside with an umbrella, you're playing Mary Poppins wind. <laughs> nice. <laughs> does this not explain what's going on? Is that why I don't see anybody on the golf course here? They're flying. They're, They're flying. Okay. Yeah, but the ball's not going where they want it to go, probably. So anyway... <laughs> We are in a little bit of a different location today, but we do have the green screen behind us, so you'll notice some differences there. Um, but it is. It is very windy outside on the front porch, so we brought it inside. Um, and Michelle's over here sharing sharing her thing, so we're getting, we're getting ready. We're in. We're, we're in. So our topic today, fear. Somebody brought up, uh, Marcel brought up fear on our page and said, hey, let's talk about fear. So what are we going to talk about fear? Well, there's so many aspects of fear. And you know, you've heard that big quote, there is nothing to fear but fear itself. Well, actually. False evidence appearing real. Yes. So what do you see as fear? And we were we were kind of chatting about it a little bit earlier. It's like there's there's fear and avoidance. When you fear things, you avoid it, right? And so we'll get into a little bit more about that kind of thing. But first of all, let's talk about fear. Okay. False evidence appearing real. Yes. How many things in your life did you fear? And then once it happened, you realized, holy crap, I should have been there in the first place. I think it's, I, I'm not a big one on fear, but I have, I mean, there are some things that are fearful. We're scared to do certain things. Um, I don't know if it's something that's specific, but really and truly it's every day because it's something, if it's something new, it's something different, diff, uh, a, a new experience. I don't know. It just, I, I think we all have that little rush of, uh-oh, what's going to happen? Okay, you then know, this is what I tell my clients. Working on the electrical system. No, this is what I tell my clients. <laughs> you don't fear what's <clears throat> happening. You fear the unknown, what you expect of what's happening. And here's what our brains do. You know, I love brain stuff. Our brains, if you want to concentrate on the most, let your brains just go, mm -hmm. it will find the most horrible, horrific possibility of all the worst case scenarios and focus on it. Right. But if you control your brain a bit and when you start looking at the future and you say, OK, here are the 15 different options that could happen. Let me pick the one I like. And you pull on the one, the best case scenario, you no longer fear it because you create what you're going for. But if you let your brain just go, it will find the worst case scenario. And therefore, you will fear it because we fear the unknown. We fear what we can't control. Right. But it's, and it's not always in business either. It's just it life. It's life. It's life itself. So, uh, I mean, handling it is one thing, but a lot of times when people talk about fear, they want to talk about how do I get over it? Is, is there a way over it? I don't think there's a way over it necessarily because it's, it's just inside of us. Through. You go through fear. Right? Okay. Yes. Hello. Well, there's Nicholas, there's Janelle, there's, there's. Yeah, we actually have people on today. Yeah, Gerlene is here. Yes, we have people who join us. Please, if you're on here right now and you're watching us, share, like, I mean, like, share and stay on, but share. 
<laughs> because really fear is a big deal. And if you have something about fear you'd like to share, give us like a one or two word thing that will prompt us to the next part that you want to hear about. Okay. Right, yeah. Because fear is such a huge subject. And when Marcel put it on our page and said, Hey, you guys talk about fear. Uh, she didn't tell us specifically what part of fear she yeah. wanted us to talk about. So we're going to broadband it. And if we hit on a topic you want us to stay on, you let us know. So fear is, can fear be a phobia? I mean, are, are all phobias fears that we just don't control or what is it? Yes. Yes. Well, in my book. I mean, scared of spiders, is that fear? I, Arachnophobia? I, I had a huge fear of spiders. I didn't at one point in time, and Derek's with us too. And the thing is, what's really, well, wait a minute, Derek is with us. Okay, we have a live audience today. <laughs> this is awesome. I know, I love it, I love it. So fear, I used to fear spiders. And it wasn't because I was afraid of them all my life. I used to play with spiders. I loved spiders and I was always playing with them. And then one day, can I go into a story book? You found tarantulas? No. Oh. I was riding on the back of the bicycle with my uncle. Now, here's the deal. My mother and my grandmother were having children at the same time. So my uncle is the same age as my brother. So we're all within five years apart. So I'm riding on a banana seat bike, holding on to my uncle. And we're driving down the street, really uh, down the, the schoolyard really fast. I'm seven. He might be 10. I'm still back on the banana seat bike. Don't you remember what banana seat yes, bike? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, so the banana seat bike, I'm holding on to him and we're riding, we're racing the other brothers and uncles down the hallways. And at the end of the hallway, I see my dog barking at Derek. And no, that's how what happens. So what happens is we saw, I saw a big spider web on the other side at the end of the hallway. And I said, hey, Uncle Will, watch out for the spider web. And he said, what? He's so fo focused on going really fast. Uncle Will, watch out for the spider. He went through the spider web and in slow motion, I saw the spider heading towards my face. And as I screamed, it hit inside of my mouth. I saw the spider go in my mouth. And then I felt it stop in my throat as I locked my throat and I fell off the bike. So did this make you terrified of spiders? Or this is what makes me. This is what made me terrified of spiders. I wasn't afraid before. I fell off the bike, and what's the universal sign of choking? Oh, yeah. Holding your neck. I'm holding my neck, trying to stop the spider from going down my throat. And what's really weird about it is I felt the spider legs gripping the inside of my throat, Ew. and I was desperately trying to stop it. Now my brother thought I was choking, so he started <coughs> tapping me on the back, and it went down. I wasn't afraid yet. It was when my brother said, did you just eat a bug? And I said, mm-hmm. And he said, oh, don't worry. If it had babies, the babies will find a way out. That is why I'm afraid of spiders. So here's the thing. In that case, I should be afraid of watermelon seeds because mom said they would grow in my stomach. Exactly. So it's completely <laughs> irrational on why I became afraid of spiders. As a 52-year-old woman, I know that there is stomach acid that killed those spider eggs, if there were any, before it, they could do anything. But in my irrational side of my mind, it says... One day when you least expect it, those baby spiders are going to hatch. So here's the thing about fear. You have to rationalize with your fear and list the things that are real or what you imagine to be real. And then that helps you not just overcome that fear, but move through that fear. Did I just dumbfound you? you? Hi, Joseph. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out where to go with this now. 
Oh, <laughs> your, your story was like this long. <laughs> it was under three minutes. Oh, okay. But, but I'm just trying to figure thing. out where to take it. But so, but the thing is, <laughs> fear tends to be irrational. Most people, let's say, fear heights, or actually, the biggest uh, fear is public speaking. The way to get through fear is to just do it. I love Spider-Man, spiders not so much. <laughs> now I can talk about Spider-Man. <laughs> Mr. Comic Can Man, yeah. No, but that's the thing is you have to rationalize your fears. And that's really what the bottom line is. I allowed an irrational thought that was placed into me to blow it into out of proportion. Just say uh, people afraid of heights who will never jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I had a discussion with, with Brian's wife yesterday about that. But and jumping she, out of an airplane is not... Well, it is scary. It is scary. It is to a certain point. I, this I can talk about. Good. Okay, let's go. Because I can give you mine. I mean, I jumped five times. I mean, it's nothing special, but I did jump five times, all free fall. And I did it right here in Colorado. I can, you know, you can see over the entire plains and the mountains and all that stuff. It's really cool. But they teach you to stand in the door for like five seconds, three seconds to, where'd you go? Three seconds to five seconds before you actually jump out the door. Once you're out the door, it's not as scary as you thought it was because you don't have that sense of falling. You don't have that relationship to, okay, what's the closest building? How far am I to the ground? You don't have all that. It's just a floating feeling. So all fears go away at that point as soon as you get out the door. Once you go through the fear, like I said. Right, but standing in that doorway, cause you gotta stand there and you gotta go up and down and up and out, you know. And when you do that, that I mean there was people that would walk alongside the plane while we're in the air they would you know step out on a rail and hang on the outside of the plane that would be far more terrifying to me uh, yeah but they've been up there a hundred times or whatever a couple hundred times it's not a big deal to them but for somebody like me that was brand new at it uh one of the things that I didn't talk about in my story last night is the jump five times the first three times I figured that the fourth time I should open my eyes oh. <laughs> so, I mean, I went out the door, my eyes closed, I went through the counts, I did all of this stuff. And then once the chute opened, it settled in, then I opened my eyes. Hmm. So on the fourth one, I decided to go ahead, I made it a conscious effort to open my eyes when we when I jumped out. And I did and it was the most amazing thing. I mean, it, they, they teach you because every time you come out, you've got to stay stable. And I rolled. Every time I kicked the door on the way out. Well, the fourth time when I opened my eyes, I looked up and I was looking straight up at blue sky. Oh, that's beautiful. And I did the nice things that they tell you with your arms out and all this stuff. And I actually could see the rotation on the horizon to where I was now looking down on the city. And about that time, it was time to pop my chute. And so I want to jump. It is, it's amazing. You know, not everybody tumbles and falls like I did, but I controlled the fall. Uh, did all those kind of things, but it's that initial, okay, you're getting in the airplane. Then once you're sitting there in the airplane, you're waiting on the winds to die down or make sure the winds aren't too high or anything like that. So your fear's going, oh my God, I got to get in this door. Then you get in the door and you're going, why the hell am I here? And then you, next thing you know, you less, you, you're out. What's this? Will Smith has a great story about skydiving. Yeah. Yeah. Google it. Yeah, for sure. And you know, life is on the other side of fear. Well, and the reason I talk about that, I tell you, I'm not afraid of anything. And Marcel says, <laughs> she's, 
She was the one for the conversation. I'm still not skydiving. <laughs> now, so for those of you who know me, you know that I've gone through some serious life changes in the past several years. And uh, each time I thought I was either going to die or something, the first time it was, you know, you have cancer and you've got three months. And that fear hit really hard. And once I went through that and found I, they were wrong that I, I didn't have, to, it wasn't an A or B, it wasn't a live or die, that there were other, you know, gray areas in there that I could survive if I shifted what I did and my mentality, if I had that positive attitude and shifted it. So that once I've already, you know, gone through that whole death thing, the fear of dying has stopped. That fear doesn't exist anymore. Right. And so whatever you fear, my encouragement to all of you is to move towards it. Because what I found in my, my life so far, I don't know if you found it this way, but when we fear something, it's usually because we care. And as a public speaking coach, I find that the people have amazing stories or an amazing product or an amazing service are so afraid to come on stage to share it because they don't want to disappoint. They don't want to misrepresent. And they, they, it's all about, I don't want to do anything wrong. Here's the thing. If it's your calling, it's what it's what you represent, it's what you love, it's what you believe in. You speak from your heart. You can't go wrong. So be the best version of you. Walk through that fear because where your fear is, is where you care the most. And if you can care the most through that, walk through it because that's where living truly is, like Derek said earlier. Well, Mike, you were talking about that and I was sitting here thinking, my son has just gotten a new job. He's scared to death that something's going to happen and he's not going to have that job. And he hasn't even started it yet. And he's supposed to go for orientation today. So he's already got the job. And he has preconceived notions. But he has preconceived notions about himself. And he's scared to death to go and lose that job already. So I don't know how long it's going to take him to get over it. But, you know, there's nothing really I can tell him that's going to stop him from being worried about it. You know, it's just like going on stage. Everybody worries about whether they're going to go on stage or not, whether you're going to go into business or not. What's going to happen with my business? These, I mean, there's there's terrors and fears in everything all over. we do. And right. why? Because you care about the outcome. If you weren't yeah. fearful, if you didn't care, if it didn't bother you, then you're probably in the wrong direction. Well, even if we take it, to, I'm taking this a little off course here a little bit, but if we go into, <laughs> if we go to what's going on in some of our cities right now, that on a normal basis would not be something that somebody would do. You know, there would be the fear of going to jail. There would be the fear of getting caught. There would be the fear that, well, now everybody has, not everybody, but other people have gathered together. And so it's a, the thing to do. So it's they're a not, belonging. That's not fear a, anymore. But it's, it's a belonging, it's, but there's no to, fear anymore because no. there's no fear of possibly of repercussions. No, because it's like a that. gang mentality. Yeah. That's why gangs become gangs. If it was one person out there beating up people and doing bad things, they should probably fear it because we can find one person, right? A police, right. they can find one person. Well, it's like everybody's speeding down the highway. Yes. <laughs> if there's a gang of you doing it, or if there's like 10 of you speeding down the highway, they do. I wonder who, he's, who the policeman's going to catch. You see what I mean? So right. again, that what you're explaining is it's not about a fear or not fear. It's more of they're kind. They can't identify me because there's too many. If they're yeah, going to get comfort zone. Yeah, if they're going to get me, they're going to get everybody. So I should be safe. And, and if so, everybody else can do it. I can do it. Yeah, it, that's not fear. Which is how I got over the jumping out of airplanes. Well, you just how many, had, you had 20 people jumping out the airplane with you? Well, yeah, we did actually, but it was more or less along the lines of well, even basic training. When I went to basic training, what's basic training? 
Oh, for the Air Force and the Army. Not everybody's military. military. I'm sorry. When I went when I went to basic training where they teach you all of these things from the ground up, the basics of the military. I my my mindset was, how am I going to get through this? I'm scared to death because I don't know how many push-ups I'm going to have to do. I don't know if I'm going to have to climb a mountain or whatever. You didn't practice beforehand? No, I was in shape at the time. Okay. <laughs> I didn't care about time. that. But it was the fact of how many other thousands and hundreds of thousands of people have been through this same experience and, and lived and lived to tell the day. So it's like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Yep. Same way with anything else. It, it, a lot of times, you know, how like the, the airplanes jump out of the airplane. How many people have jumped out of airplane and survived as opposed to those who, you know, didn't have successful jumps, if you will. And that's far less. <laughs> that's now, far less. Now, the percentage I mean, is so minuscule. Now, I want to go on to something more, more on a personal level. When we tend to avoid things, let's say we have a fear of something or a, a fear and avoidance. When something's happening in your life, you do, you know what? I don't want to deal with it. I'm just going to avoid it altogether. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, oh, avoidance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, avoidance is one way to get over fear. But yeah. then, then there's that thing, you know, you hear that, uh, the fear of regret, mm -hmm. you know, what, what's the word, the, the, the phrase, the fear of something and the fear or the fear of regret. No, you regret at the end of your something. life, you regret not what you, what you avoided, but what you, you regret what you, oh, now I forget. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I know it. I can see it in my head. I just can't read <laughs> The fear it. of pain or the fear of regret. If anybody knows That's what he's what talking about, of. please put it the in the fear chat. of pain or the fear of regret. Yeah. In other words, you're going to go through the pain now so that you don't have to regret it later. later. Whereas if you avoid it, you're avoiding the pain. But why didn't I take that step? I mean, there's lots of stories out there, especially on the business side, where, you know, back in the day, my dad got an opportunity to have a piece of McDonald's and own a McDonald's for $10,000. $10,000 in those days was a lot of money. I mean, if you try to get into a McDonald's today and have a franchise, it's over a million. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that fear and that not having the assets to get into the business at the time, he didn't do it. Mm -hmm. However, over the years, he's like, you know, I should have bought that darn thing. I should have went into that business. I should have done that. Um, he also, and this is one story about my dad too, that I don't normally tell. Okay. And it was one of the biggest pieces of advice my dad ever gave me. Um, when I went into the military, he always, every year on his anniversary of him being in the military, he's like, I wish I would have stayed. I wish I would have retired. I should have retired today. So his regrets. So those were his regrets. He looked at it. He would literally look at his watch and go, I would have retired five years ago today. And I'd be having, yeah. You know, and so that's one of the things that always kept me going too. And one of the reasons why I did retire from the military is because my dad said I would have, you know, I should have, I could have. What it could have, should have. You know, what would my life be like if I hadn't gone through it? Now, I'm going to give an example of the crazy spider thing that I told you I was afraid of. Okay. I used to avoid spiders so much that I moved to Colorado because Colorado really doesn't have any bugs. Mm. I moved to Colorado. Uh, well, we went hiking. And I hit a spider web. It was like, ah! you know, and so I had avoided it so long that when I hit a spider web, my brain went, holy smokes. And it, it blew it up even more. There was no spider there. It was just the web. And I lost my mind. And that's when I realized that my fear of that one thing, I let it 
fester enough that it grew into something else. And then when it festered to, I found spider webs out in the woods, I didn't want to hike anymore. And when I didn't want to, you see, it's like give a mouse, I give my mouse. There's a cookie again. It's just, it, it grows. So if you allow one fear to control you, it will grow into something else. And by time you ever catch that you still have that fear, it has gotten so big that, for instance, I could say, I'm afraid of anything that has legs. And no, I'm not. You have to face it because that's what's happened is, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. you want me to show it again? Yeah. I, I was hoping it. you just keep talking. No, I wanted <laughs> to read it. That's a good statement. But no, it's, it's, you have to move through your fear before it grows into something else. And the next thing you know, you won't even realize it's originally the original fear that you let fester to stop you from moving forward. Fair. Yeah. So Derek says, we settle for a job just over broke working for someone else's dreams because we fear fulfilling our dreams then we regret it. That's true. That's exactly it. You know, we are taught to go to school, get a good job, all those other, you know, those other things, take on a job. But then there's us that decide to be entrepreneurs. We take it on our own. And there's a small fear behind there's that. A too. There's a fear of, am I ever going to make money? Right. Am I going to feed my family? There's a lot of people who won't do it because of the fear. They won't step out on their own. They, you know, I've been massaging people and they come to my house you know, I get two people a week, but I really don't have a business. Yeah, you do. Well, they don't want to go into business because they're scared if they do go into business, it'll change. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like, you know, back in the day. Well, not I shouldn't even say back in the day, but it's kind of like, why should I get married? What do I need a piece of paper for to prove anything? Oh, yeah. Why do we make because it Because if we get married, then it's official. Then I've got to go through all this if something happens. But if we just keep it the way it is, we're good. Oh, we can just avoid it all along. Avoidance. I want to get back to avoidance. <laughs> okay. I want to get back to avoidance because I see a lot of issues happening, fear and avoidance. Okay. We have people in our lives. We have, a, a, we have situations in our lives. We, we come across things in our lives that really need to be addressed, but because it's too hard, too difficult, we fear the repercussions of it. We avoid it. See, we fear it. We fear what might happen. So we avoid it. My best suggestion I can say when you're avoiding things, one, you do care. Okay, that's good. Two, be honest, open and honest. Say, hey, you know what? This isn't working. Or, you know, if someone, like in my case, someone will keep writing me and writing me and writing me and I'll do, you know what? I, I really appreciate that you want to meet and we blah, 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 but it's, the, there's just nothing there that the two of us should re really meet for. And, and I, I will stop it instead of yeah, I'm sorry, I'm too busy. Oh no, I missed your email. Oh, sorry, I missed your text. Stop it. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you just you have to be the bigger person. Yeah, just stop you, it. You, you honestly do. You, you see things happening all the time, and it's going down the wrong road. Um, like your business, sometimes businesses. You look at your business and go, I can handle it for another three months. I can handle it for this, or maybe it's not going to hand. You know, maybe it's not going to stay in business. Sometimes you just have to look, step back, and go. You know what? It's time to shut it down. Done. It's, it's time to close the doors. It's time to pull the plug, whatever. Um, and sometimes that's even a bigger uh, high road than trying to hold on to it forever. I mean, we had that example with the comic book store. You know, it was right prior to COVID that we shut everything down, but it wasn't because of COVID for anything because we didn't even know about it at the time. It was more for the business aspect of it. It was more for how many people were coming through town, the tourists and all those other things. 
afraid to invite someone to participate in an income opportunity. <laughs> well, I, I clicked on that because there are a lot of people who watch this podcast who are entrepreneurs who are in an MLM or you know, right. something like that. And growing your team is hugely important. But I believe in this product so much. I love it. I do everything for it. My best friend comes in. I do. I don't want to lose their friendship. Right. Wait, you think it's great for you, but you don't want to share it with the next person. If it's really as good as you say it is, share it. Right. And you're not going to lose a friendship. Now, if you say, you know, if you show up at my house, I've got a surprise for you. I made a cake. <laughs> and then they and then they come over. No, they come over for cake. They do. All right. We're having cake and coffee. You do. Let me tell you something. I've got this great deal. And you want to buy a car let's, and you start selling them. That's different. Right. If you're sharing with them because you know you love, you trust them, and you have a product or service that you know will serve them well, invite them. Right. It's a fear of you know rejection in that case. Yeah. Not avoidance. It's more of a fear of rejection. You may be you know judged and rejected because you decided to start a new business, um, but if you have a passion for it and you're true for it, true to it why not share it? I mean, and I've had that problem over the years with, with my finance business so, because people don't like to talk about finances. However, sometimes we have to, in order to make sure that people are taken care of and their families are taken care of. But if you just totally avoid it all the time, yeah, you're never going to have anything. And the worst thing out there is when something happens to somebody and you, especially like, in, cause I do life insurance. Yeah. You, you could you have know, helped. I could have helped, but something happens to that person. And the next thing, you know, I regret the fact that I never talked to him because I was too damn scared to get off my butt and say, Hey, look, you need this. So it, it, it works for me. Yeah. It worked for you. I mean, that's really oh. it. You got into it because you cared for it because it served you and you knew it would serve others and share it. Now, I'm going to give you a little piece of uh, coming. what's coming up in my my world, in my business world. I'm dropping a new video on Monday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. And my dog is barking because he said, he's boo, excited. Boo. Yeah, but he's excited about my video on Monday night at 7 p.m. So here's my thing. Monday night, all social media, 7 p.m. I need you to like it. Find my page anywhere, Instagram, you name it, all of them. I'm dropping a video. And one of the things I want you all to know is one of my taglines is, I just forgot it. <laughs> good, good no, tagline. No, but no, but if 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 you if imagine if you could live your life without regret, unapologetically, how would your paradigm shift? You lose fear. You would lose fear. When there's no circumstances, you lose fear. So it, it's part of my 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 branding is step out of your fear because that's where you want to be. It's through it, go through it because all of your dreams, everyone I've ever met in my entire lifetime has always wanted a little bit more, a little bit better, um, something to improve themselves in some way, shape or form. It's not, it doesn't have to be monetary. It doesn't have to be because they're egotistical because we as humans want to grow to be our best selves. And when we avoid things by being fearful of it, it's really what I see as a, bar, a, a black mar in the world that is saying, don't do it because we don't want you to do it. And I think Derek said it earlier. It's like uh, the enemy the enemy comes and says, don't do it. Cause if you do, you're going to fail. You're going to look like a fool and people are going to laugh at you. And you do, oh, you're right. I'm not going to do it. 
No, you're supposed to step in through that fear, step into who you're supposed to be because the world needs you as you, not you as the peg, not you as trying to be someone else, not you what your parents told you to do, not you, but your husband, wife, or spouse, or what somebody told you when you were five, be you. To do that, you must step through the fears that are holding you back from what you need to do. And like Marcel said, fear of trying new foods. When you want to be healthier and they say eat kale, you that's gross. Oh no, I'm not gonna eat that. But Kale's you know, nasty. but if someone said if you there's some miracle cure and it said all your ailments would go away if you ate this one food, and it happens to be that one food you can't stand, would you go through the fear and eat that one food? It depends on what's on the line. Exactly. It really, it, I so, mean, yeah, I could say I mean, yes well, to that no, in I'm general, just, but no, I'm saying it, it all like, depends on what's on the line. Because... I'm saying like when they told me I was pre-diabetic, okay? No more dairy, right? No more sugar, no more carbs. It had to be high complex carbs. And so they were like putting all these parameters on me and I could not stand something called kefir, kefir. But when I realized when I drank that kefir, my blood sugar dropped. I had to learn to like something I hated. It sounds weird. And it, and, it, and it fear I feared it because I didn't know what it was. It sounded, it smelled like rotten or spoiled yogurt. Okay. It was just vile. And I'm like, uh-uh, mm, not going to do that. Mm -mm. That face is not going to show up on podcast, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Sometimes you have to walk through what you don't like. And yes, I ate a spider. Yeah. Derek just wrote that. Would you eat spiders if it cured? I already ate. I ate four spiders in my entire lifetime. And honestly, I'm pretty sure when you when you sleep at night, other things are calling in you. I'm pretty sure bugs have. I grew up in the Philippines. I'm quite okay, sure. Okay, so I now that we life. creeped out all the spider people, I think we're at our 30 minute mark. <laughs> yeah, squirrel. <laughs> yeah, but, but seriously, if it would cure all things, yeah. I went to jungle, oh, Derek, just FYI, I went to jungle survival school with a guy who looked like Ram, Rambo when I was about, I think, 12, and he made me eat a very large banana spider. Okay. So in other words, I should be like living forever. Yes, you should. <laughs> so, so in that case. No, no, we can't end yet. We're not ending yet? No, because I want to say. For those of you who are listening, if you are listening and this is a message that, that resonates with you and you want to learn more about it, tell us right on our page. Tell us, hey, you talked about fear, but you never got to this. And right. we'll get to that. We'll put it on, on one of our next programs. The other thing is that this is a message that you think someone that you know needs to hear. We implore you to share this video to them. Share with a friend who needs to hear it because you never know how you can help shift someone's paradigm for them to live the best life that they have. Well, Derek and Nicholas aren't going to let us go. Oh my goodness. Did they just ask another question? Derek, well, Nicholas says, so how do you approach your fear? Personally? And Derek says, so Nicholas asked, how do you approach your oh, fear? Oh, because we didn't see it. <laughs> okay. So personally, how do I approach my fear? I plunge through it. If I fear something, I go straight towards it. Yes, my husband and I went south in Colorado during the tarantula migration across Colorado. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> because I was terrified of spiders and I needed to know that they weren't going to jump up, turn into 50 foot spiders and eat me. So to be in my car, really, you can ask my husband, 
we're in this thing. And I was thinking the spiders were going to crawl up the, the shaft inside of the engines of the car and come through the air ducts and get me. And it took me a, sitting in there to, to learn that. So to, to get through your fear, to get through your fear, you really have to analyze it. You have to do a, a list of is it really a fear? Is it a made up part? What are you blowing up about it? And rationalize it. Your brain is naturally rational. Rationalize it. That's how I say it. I, I, I go back to what I said before. You know, everybody else has done it. Why can't I? No, you compare. I, I'm all in it's, it's a comparison. That's what my brain gets me through of, of fear. Now, there are personal fears that um, it's not like I'm scared of spiders or anything like that. But I'm there, not either. There's, there's certain things on, I guess maybe one of my fears is how I'm going to be presented, how I'm going to look to people. You know, um, it's just like, if, if I was told to talk about the elephant in the room, it's just like my eye I punched it. thing on going on here. See, right um, there. Yeah, right there. I've got that little swelling going on. And it's like, what's it going to come across on the camera? How's it going to feel? Whatever. Well, up until now, I forgot about it. So it was just one step after another step. Just like and squinty eyes. Nobody, nobody has said, hey, you look like somebody punched you. <laughs> you know? so. Oh, Nicholas says he wasn't asking how we approach a fear. He said, it is how you approach your fear. <laughs> he's not asking. He's saying, he's stating a fear. Oh, it was a statement on yeah. how you approach it. So yeah. it's all based on how you do it. Yeah, and, and that's the not whole Not how do you do it's it. It's the whole positive attitude. You, you, I'm serious about listing. When you have a fear, write it down, what that fear is, and do categories of this is what I fear. How rational is that? Am I making that up? What's the possibility? Can I say that's true? Remember that I say, by, look up the work by Byron Katie. It works for fear too. The work by Byron Katie. The first question is, can I say this statement is true? Number two is, can I always say the statement is true? Number three is, how do I feel when I think that statement is true? And then the last one is, how would I, who would I be without that, that thought? Use those four and you can work through pretty much every fear. I'm just, the song's going through my head, but I don't sing, so. What are you singing? How do I live without you? <laughs> How do I live without you? Yeah. I know you do. Okay. <laughs> anyway. that doesn't fit. We are at our time, and we are so glad that you all joined us today. And yes, it's a sporadic thing because fear is a very broad subject. So if you want something yes. in particular, let us know what it is. Write it on the page and say, hey, you two wackadoodles, talk about this next time and we'll do that. <laughs> so please like, share, send it off, subscribe to our buttons on YouTube and right above his head is this button right here. On Facebook, if you touch that button, our producer says it brings up a little thing that says follow or be alerted when they go live. So please do that. And, and uh, anything else? No, I don't think so. I think we covered a lot today. We really did. So thank you so much so for joining awesome. us. You're so awesome. You're so awesome. So I'll stop punching you then. <laughs> All right. Final thing. Oh, one of these days we're going to have a really cool theme song, by the way. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to make this happen. Peace out.